Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise. To contact us, call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Now here's Joel Van Hoogen. For every act of faith on our part, God brings us to that faith by giving us evidence, evidence that we can trust Him. That evidence is displayed in the works of Jesus Christ, but it rests on the Word of God. God can't lie. His promise is a secure evidence for our faith. And God revealed Himself to Abraham. And God started to make himself known to Abraham. And then when God came and rescued the people of Israel out from their bondage and slavery in Egypt and brought them across the Red Sea, God renewed to them this covenant and asserted before them this covenant relationship that he had with them where he would be their God and they would be his people. And when God pledged himself to the people, you know, when my wife and I pledged ourselves to one another, there was a point at which they stated our names. Do you remember that? Do you, Ernest, that's where everybody found out what my first name was. Do you, Ernest Joel Van Hoogen, take this woman to be your... And do you, Nikki Don Miller, take this? And our names were declared. And we offered up our names to one another as well. And they were stated. And that's one of the reasons why parents spend such a long time trying to think of what they're going to name their baby. They're thinking, I want it to sound good on their wedding day. You know what? Have a good name. Just sounds right when it's declared. And when God declared himself and pledged himself to us, God pronounced a name for us as well that we could claim and that he would share with us. And that would be our name. And the name that God declared was the name Yahweh or the name we say Jehovah. The meaning of the name means I am that I am, or it can mean I will be what I will be. Basically, God was saying, I am infinite, I am eternal, I am self-sustained, nothing defines me, I stand behind all that I promise and all I pledge, I am the definition, I am the promise note of everything that I make to you and every pledge I give to you, I am that I am, Yahweh, Jehovah. And then when God began to unfold to the people of Israel all of the privileges and all the benefits that would come to them in this covenant relationship, God revealed it to them. God revealed it to them in the compound use of that name Yahweh. So God would say that he was Yahweh who provides, or Yahweh who is your peace, or Yahweh is your righteousness. In fact, I want to look at these very briefly with you. And I want you to see that these compound names have a expression behind them of what it is that God is pledging to be in relationship with this covenant people. He says, my name is Yahweh Rohe or Jehovah Rohe, which means the Lord our shepherd. Really, uh, the idea of being a shepherd is to be the king. That's always in the minds of the Jews what a king would be. A king was a shepherd. He was someone who lived among his people and fed his people and led his people and cared for his people and was near to them and God says, I'll be your shepherd. I'll watch over you. I'll provide for you. We just read Psalm 23 today. The Lord is my shepherd. It really is Yahweh Rohe. The Lord our shepherd. There's no is in it actually in the Hebrew. The Lord our shepherd. Actually, if we read Psalm 23, I might encourage you, by the way, to go back to sermonaudio.com and you can find messages that have been preached in our church. And there's a message on Psalm 23. And in it is an expression that All of these compound names of Jehovah are revealed to and offered up to us and were offered up to the people of Israel to enjoy. 
all these expressions of Yahweh in covenant relationship with him. And the first one is Yahweh Rohe, the Lord our shepherd. Here's another one. Yahweh or Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who will provide. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me into green pastures. The Lord will provide. Another one, Yahweh or Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. He leads me beside the still waters. Another one is Yahweh or Jehovah Sekeno, the Lord our righteousness. Yahweh or Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is ever present or with us. Yahweh Jehovah Im Kadesh, the Lord who makes us holy or makes holy. Yahweh Jehovah Nissi, the Lord who is our banner, who gives us victory. There is within this pledge, this covenant pledge of God, one other name that he gives the people. And interestingly enough, it's the first compound name of covenant that God declares to the people of Israel once they come out of bondage from Egypt. They pass over the Red Sea. Within a few days of passing over the Red Sea, they congregate before some waters to get something to drink. They find the waters are poisoned and they can't drink them. God commands Moses to take a branch and throw it in the water and God turns this poisonous water into sweet water that they can drink and then God makes a promise to people. He tells them if they will keep his commands and they will obey his voice that he will not put upon them any of the diseases that they saw him put upon the Egyptians as he was judging them and leading them into escape from the land of Egypt as slaves to come in to be free people outside of that land and go into the promised land. Then, vouching himself behind this pledge or this promise, the Lord says that he is Jehovah Rophe. I am the Lord that heals you. If you had the time, and if we had the time today, but we don't, but if we had the time, we could take now a study and we could follow the people of Israel and the people of the covenant. We could even go back prior to the time of the Jews here and go back to the story of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But we could follow the people of Israel now, now wandering through the wilderness and we can see how the Lord Jesus answers to them and gives them this very provision of health and healing for their bodies. We can follow them then into the promised land and see that he continues to carry out this ministry to them. We can go into the time of the kings. In other words, this just wasn't a brief period of time in which they realized this promise. We can follow through the history of Israel and we can see through the time of the kings that David and Solomon and Hezekiah and various kings will avail themselves of this promise and sing and praise God for the provision of this promise, not only to themselves, but to the people of Israel. You can go on and follow through through the time of kings, and obviously you can see even in the time of the divided government, the ministry of this healing being offered both to kings in the northern kingdom and in the southern kingdom. You can see this ministry of healing being expressed through various prophets like Elijah and Elisha. You can go into the prophets and you read of the various prophets where the various prophets will not only extol this promise, but speak of its great and final fulfillment in the messianic kingdom that is coming. You can follow this promise and this provision right down into the time of captivity. And you'll see how God gives health to his faithful ones, even as they're in captivity, to Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and to Daniel as well. It seems even if we read it to Esther in the time of captivity, you'll actually begin to understand if you study that, that this was an ongoing expectation of the Jews even in the time when the Lord Jesus came upon the scene. And when the Lord Jesus came to Israel, one of his missions was to demonstrate that he was the Messiah King of Israel 
and that he had come to bring to them the pledge of God in covenant relationship with them. So if you study the life of Christ, you'll see that he is offering himself before the people and he's demonstrating before the people that he is the fulfillment of these very compound names that we've just spoken of. These names that we've just referred to. And if you follow his life, you can see how he's demonstrating the fulfillment of these names and the offering of himself to the people in this way, in covenant with them. So, Jehovah Roche, the Lord our shepherd. You'll remember that the Lord Jesus, we are told, looked upon the people of Israel as sheep without a shepherd. That he had declared to this Canaanite woman that we read about in Matthew chapter 15, that he had come for the lost sheep of Israel. In John chapter 10, the Lord Jesus says in verse 11, I am the good shepherd and I lay my life down for the sheep. He comes among us, he feeds us, he leads us, he cares for us. He's our king. And he came to them as their king, their shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Obviously the great provision that Christ provides for us is the provision of his very life that he offers up for us at the cross. But all through his earthly life he was demonstrating his power to provide. He feeds the 5,000 breaking the bread and feeding them the fishes, and again he feeds on another occasion. A large gathering of Gentiles in the area of the Decapolis or the Gentile area around the Sea of Galilee. There's a tax that's due in the temple, and he takes Peter out, and they go fishing, and they catch a fish, and, and in the fish, because they didn't seem to have the money that was needed to pay for the tax, and in the fish's mouth was the coin just that they needed to pay the due temple tax, and when they needed a place to stay and to have a meal for the last meal, the Lord Jesus provided, we don't know how, but he provided by his own sovereign hand and direction the place where they were to eat together. And when he was dying on the cross, his mother was at the foot of the cross and she had no one to care for her in her old age because her oldest son was dying and apparently her husband was dead as well. The Lord Jesus paused in the midst of his suffering to provide for the need of Mary. He says, Mary, I want you to see this man next to you. It was John, the Apostle John. He's going to be your son now. And John, I want you to see Mary. She's going to be your mother. And he provided for her care. He is the Lord who provides for us, Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. From the outset of his birth and the angelic announcement of his coming, what was the message? Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And the Lord Jesus demonstrated this provision of peace and wholeness in the midst of the storm. And remember when they're in the boat and the disciples are in fear of their life and it's about to sink. And, and what is the Lord Jesus doing? He's asleep in the boat. He's at perfect rest in the midst of the storm. And when they come panicking and waking him up, what does he do? He says but a word of command and the storm ceases and all things are calm and at peace. Well, not entirely. All the men in the boat now have a storm brewing within them. And they're full of fear, but oh, he's the Lord of peace. He's the one who provides wholeness and fullness. When he left his disciples, he left them with a promise. He said, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Sekeno, the Lord our righteousness. We know it's true, Jesus was a sinless man. He lived a life of complete moral perfection in every way. He showed us how to live life justly and righteously, and he called men to follow him, but he did more than this. He did more than just set an example. He offered up himself to be our righteousness in our place, and he gives it to us now. He is the Lord, our righteousness. 
Jehovah Shema, the Lord who is ever-present. One of the wonderful things about the incarnation where God became flesh and dwelt among us is that God became flesh and dwelt among us. He became present with us. He took on our life and our weakness and He identified with us in every way. See, it might be near to us and draw near to us and the majesty of all that God was clothed in such a way that He might gently come near us and take us up in His arms and reveal Himself to us. He was God in our presence and God among us. How interesting when God made Himself known to the earth that men did not run from His presence but ran to it to be with Him. The Lord ever present. And what did Christ promise to us? If we would go to the ends of the earth to proclaim his good message, he said, listen, look, I'll be with you even to the end of the age. Ever present with us, Jehovah Shema. Jehovah Im Kadesh means the Lord who makes holy. And the Lord Jesus showed us the power to make holy as he walked upon the earth. Nothing in the minds of the Jews was more impure than leprosy other than dead bodies. These two things were the most defiling things. And our Lord Jesus came to the lepers and he touched them. And he was not made unclean. They were made whole and he made them holy. And the Lord Jesus came to those who were dead and he called upon them and touched them and they were raised to life. He was demonstrating the power he had to make that which was defiled and unholy and decaying and moving into this corruption, holy and pure and clean. He's the Lord who sanctifies. In this same way, we'll see that Christ's healing miracles in Israel were an expression of the covenant provision for God's people. Christ was affirming that through him we have access to the Lord, our healer. Evidence for faith. This has been the ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our work around the world, go to cpeonline.org. Or to discover our mission fellowship here in Boise, Idaho, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, may God bless you.